0: tonight's episode is sponsored by mountain sea blast freezes it's a truly chilling development It has been quite the eventful holiday season, and you
1: are relaxing from your latest adventures. Well, gentlemen, it certainly has been quite the season, but I'm glad, after all the strife we've been through, that we were able to teach Og the true spirit of Christmas.
2: As am I, I say in a Very, very comfortable pajama onesie that fits over my armor.
0: Aug is also wearing his onesie, though it was not sized appropriately, and he is breaking through it in many places.
3: I would like to point out that my onesie is extremely large and doesn't seem to fit my arms correctly, and I'm curious.
1: If you're trying to insinuate, Trevor, that tags were switched accidentally last moments... As we were uh, being dropped off here by Santa, I must tell you that that may have in fact happened.
3: Yeah. But that's okay, because it's extra warm and snuggly. Also, I think we could give it a miss next year, because it's really cold up there. So, like, you know, I'm going to chill here.
1: Well, if there's any one thing you've shown me since I've met you, Trevor, it's that you are quite good at chilling.
3: So, yeah, man. Like, what's going on in life today?
1: Well, I do believe that we should probably have a discussion about, uh, our pre-Christmas confrontation with the esteemed knight's former colleague, Sir Bors, and what it is he might be planning to do with his evil soda company. Sure! Well said. So, Osmond. Did Bors give you any real indication of what his endgame was, or is he simply living in the moment?
2: My former brother-in-arms did not deign to inform me of his plans. Merely seemed to approach me to gawk.
3: When you say gawk, you mean, like, to just look at you? Or do you, like, talk trash to you?
2: Both dirty. Indeed, as is his cowardice, for taking so long to meet his own brother-in-arms, after he had so long betrayed our trust. A knight's place is not behind the scenes, it is up front. Well,
1: the good news is that uh, we seem to be making some form of headway in the battle, thanks to the mass-market release of the Ocean Potion. Speaking of which, Trevor, your phone
0: peeps. It appears as though your stocks in green Isthmus have gone up 15 points today.
3: Hot diggity! I like when points go up. Because that means it's good. And not bad. Shark! Wait, there's a hand? Can I high-five
0: it? Og holds up his hand.
3: High five! All right. So, like, Green Isthmus is doing good. Ocean Potion is included with that. But, you know, um, I think our next move is going to have to be to retrieve said Grail.
1: Yes, we have had it as a minor goal anyway to locate the Grail, since Boar's did us a favor and informed us exactly where it is, well, at least who's in possession of it, we can formulate a plan.
3: Yeah, man. Because, like, wherever they're making the sea blast, they have to be keeping the chalice. Because... Wait, no. They could just ship in like an ingredient. So we'd have to track their shipping. I don't know how to do that
1: sounds like what you're suggesting is that we either stake out or infiltrate
2: their corporate headquarters yes but if we are to be tracking down their ships should we not be consulting Trevor as our maritime expert in pursuing them on the waters
1: There's not nearly as much ocean-based distribution as there was in your day, Osmond. In fact, most of this product is moved by truck.
3: A truck. I say we find out where they do it, and then we find a local mountain range, rent a chalet, get a couple telescopes, and look on from a distance. We can keep track of all the comings and goings, formulate a plan of attack, and get back the Holy Grail. Man, that was just like the North Pole. I'm good at this.
1: You are indeed, but as is normally the case, we must first fall back on your ability to surf the internet to gain us as much information as we can in determining which mountain we should get a chalet on.
3: Cool, man. And then I go downstairs, grab a surfboard off the wall, and I go surfing. Because after he said surf, that's all I thought of.
0: So, everyone's down at the beach. You're not sure exactly sure why. It is fairly early in the morning at the start of winter. It's not super cold out, but it's cold enough where you're kind of worrying if Ebbs is lost his marbles because
2: he's jumping into cold, cold water with his surfboard. This takes me back. Some of our old, younger recruits would be made to meditate in such cold waters at times. Perhaps his braving of the web of information has left him without a proper solution, and he is returning to the roots of a knight's training. Mm.
1: I'm not entirely certain, but I think this has more to do with the fact that I said the word surf. He never would have survived in your day.
2: On the contrary, I believe he would have made her for an outstanding night.
3: All right. So, like, after I grind a couple of waves and uh, do a couple of haley flip kicks, I come back in. I'm like, hey, gents, what's up? Skilly boop. And I give him finger guns.
1: Og dives out of the way. You were supposed to be trolling the internet to find the best detailed information you can about shipment movements for Blue Harbors. And instead, you came down here to, and I'm quoting, Hang 10.
3: Yeah, man. It's like January. And this is the best time of year to, like, you know, hit the waves. Because look at them out there. Cresting. Being awesome. Splashing. Asking to be served.
2: And I was like, yeah. I've still yet to see a gallows on the beachhead, so I do not know where the hanging is supposed to take place. In the air, man. I look up.
3: Anyway, um, shoot. I lost my train of thought. So, like, let's head back to the house. I'll hit the internet. And you're back at the house. And... Good night.
0: The primary Blue Harbors bottling facility is on the cliff overlooking the beach you were just surfing
3: at. Huh. You know, sometimes you read something on the internet and you're like, man, I knew that. But like, I never put it together. It's really cool when it clicks. Anyway. So hey dudes, we're gonna have to go back to the beach because like, Remember that giant cliff on, like, the first day we met where that big thing was and we found all that goopy stuff underwater? The soda
2: bottling factory? Yeah, man. Ah, the castle in the distance, I do recall. You're back at the beach.
0: Those waves are looking really good.
3: So, like, what if we
0: got in the boat
3: and rode around the shore to survey the area? And track the shipments.
1: Do you think that very many shipments leave via the back of the facility, which is facing on a cliff? There's a crash of lightning,
0: illuminating the ominous building atop the cliffside.
3: I think the secretest of shipments leave the facility out the back.
0: Well, you are
1: the detective.
0: You're on your boat, in the water. Beneath the cliffside, looking up at the ominous fortress-like building.
3: So, like, can we notice any crazy features in the stone? Whether there might be a cave or a giant steel door that's, you know, hidden behind vines. You know what?
0: Roll to investigate a mystery.
3: Okay. Oh. Investigate a mystery is sharp. And... That's a six. My sharp two makes an eight.
0: With an eight, we'll get you a hold one. You get to ask one question. What is being concealed here? Barely visible amongst the rocks is a winding staircase carved into the face of the cliffside. It is a treacherous route, incredibly narrow, and very poorly maintained. But it leads from the building at the top to a small opening about halfway down the cliff.
3: If the tide was right, would we be able to get to it from here, or does it look like we have to ascend from the top of the cliff? It appears
0: as though you would either have to descend from the top of the cliff or be skilled at climbing to get there from sea level.
3: Well, gents, what do you want to do with that information? Cool. Fireworks.
1: There are indeed fireworks going off uh, up the coast. We have several options. Um, I may have the physical prowess to scale that rock face. Uh, I could be touchy, but I think that I could do it. Osmond may have the physical prowess to climb that mountain if he was... Less encumbered by his armor, I'm not certain Trevor, given your prosthetic foot and other certain things I've seen from you, that you could necessarily make the climb as you are now um, however, if we take a if I take a length of rope with me on my climb and lower it down, it might more easily facilitate. Your ascent.
3: Cool, man. I dig it.
1: Well, then go fetch the rope and I will prepare to climb.
0: <inaudible> <inaudible> Father O'Malley is lowering the rope to the rest of you down in the boat. It's a little dangerous to weigh anchor this close to the cliffside. But you've done stupid things with your boat before, and I figure this
3: would be one of them. Well, sure. I got these cool little blow-up buoys that I just throw on the side of the boat. That way, when the boat gets close to something, it just goes, boing, off the cool buoy. And up the rope we go. Who is going up the rope first?
1: And why is it Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> I backed down. I'm sorry, guys. I got ahead of myself. No, 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 you should be going first.
3: I don't know, because somebody's got to steer the boat.
2: I suppose I should be making the first attempt of the ascent. I would make a training regiment of this as well with the ropes. Hmm. And I begin to hand over hand climb up.
0: Without too much difficulty, you reach the ledge as well.
3: Can Og climb a rope? Og shrugs. All right. Well, what you're going to want to do is put your hand here, put your hand he here. Puts his hand
0: where you show him.
3: Then, you're going to yank, so the,
0: the rope breaks. Ah, uh, well, he looks at it and frowns as best you can with a shark face.
3: Never stops being creepy. Um, did it break where his hands were? I oh, that's okay.
0: The rope broke uh, wherever it was anchored.
3: Yes, I imagine. Okay.
0: I'm assuming you didn't anchor it, like, around your waist, Father O'Malley?
1: No, I anchored it into the rock. Never act as another man's anchor point.
2: Uh, I am going to try and grab it quickly. Roll to act under pressure. Well, a six and a one, uh, plus my cool of one, make for a total of eight.
0: Okay. With an eight, you can grab a hold of the rock and go over with it or realize you won't be able to stop it and stay up topside.
2: I believe my wisdom would get the better of me and I would realize that I'm not going to be able to catch this and stay up.
0: So you grab it and you dig your heels in and it becomes quickly apparent as you approach the edge that... While you're slowing its descent, you are also creating two gouges in the stone that you're trying to to anchor this in and stop just before the edge of the landing, which begins to crack and crumble under the stress. But the rock falls freely and lands with an enormous crashing sound as it breaks through The deck of the boat.
3: Oh, no. Well, that's a problem. And I go below deck to stuff the hull with an emergency blow-up raft. And open it! Well,
0: it's only the deck that it has broken through. It hasn't gone straight through the hull. It's not like there's seawater gushing in.
3: Oh, well, in that case, whew, and I go back topside. Come on, hug I'm going to teach you how to jet ski. <laughs> Father O'Malley. Yes, my
0: son. Sir Osmond. Verily. As you're looking over the edge of the cliff, you see, you see Trevor breaking out the jet skis And he begins teaching Og how they work. The two of them start slow and start running in circles. But it quickly becomes apparent that this is going to take longer than he expects, as well as is likely one of those things where he's just going to get lost in it, and you're not sure when he'll catch back up.
2: Oh, there he goes again, always managing to... Take a situation that seems dour and turn it into something fun and enjoyable
1: <laughs> well, it's probably going to be a lot quicker for us if we just continue forward and leap
2: to his educational endeavors. verily so, Father O'Malley, <laughs> and the strength of young Og. <laughs> Oh, uh, it warms my heart. Having decided to
1: leave Trevor to his own endeavors, I spin on my heel and make for the cave entrance. So inside the cave, very, very
0: quickly inside, is in like as soon as you're in close enough where you can kind of see things, which you can't because there's no light, but I'm sure somebody has a light. Yes, it's called the Flaming Broadsword. Out comes the Flaming Broadsword, and there is a large metal wall. With a steel door. The wall and the door are heavily rusted. But this is like one of those old-timey jailer cell doors where there's a little hatch that opens up so you can look out. And it looks like it's been here a while. And in a state of disuse.
1: It's hard to say. Seawater does things to metal. I'll attempt to open the the hatch, the the view hatch, to see if that's closed or locked. Well, it opens from the other side. Yeah, no, I'm you... going to try to pry it. See, I'm just going to okay. see if I can't jimmy it open. Okay. What are you going to pry it open with? I'm going to pry it open with... um, Osmond! Come over here for a moment.
2: Right away! And I make my way over. You wait the
1: time it takes for him to take three full steps, and he has indeed arrived. Uh, I will uh, take his right hand and just hold his gauntlet up and just start pressing things until some kind of prying device uh, emerges from his gauntlet. Father O'Malley begins to give you a hand
2: massage. What do you do? While well, I appreciate the attempt, this is not the time to try and relax the muscles of my right arm. In fact, I believe this would be a good time to try and see if my suit of armor has the appropriate attachment from the good Lady Selina's work. And I begin uh, pushing uh, beneath the plate of the left forearm and several objects appear and then retract to be replaced by another one. Uh, going through at least a wire whisk and an egg beater before getting into a crowbar. The crowbar then retracts and out comes a bludgeon. Ah, this will do wonderfully. Now, let me break this door down quickly. No, no, the last one. The crowbar. Uh, I was told that those were for, uh, the breaking of eggs. Oh. I don't believe it will help us too much with the opening of this door, as it is itself no chicken's egg. This, however, I go to uh,
0: break down the door. So, with a mighty blow, you smash down the door. And two things immediately catch your attention. The first is the sterile, white-walled environment on the other side of the door. Reminiscent of hospitals and laboratories. And the second is the alarm. Hey folks, thanks for joining us for episode 29 of Expeditions of the Extra Normal.
3: Episode 29's here!
0: Yeah! You'll notice that there is no episode 28. There was an episode 28, but... Well, there were technological problems and uh, mechanical issues and hosting problems. I- to put it very bluntly, the
2: episode's just not there.
0: But we are just going to keep going like it was. So our apologies for any chaos and confusion. That's unfortunately one of the, uh, the troubles with recording things ahead of time.
3: Anyway, thanks for listening.
2: And happy holidays, uh, since you didn't hear it in the other episode. And remind everyone that the Umbral Theater is available at all your favorite podcasting locations, such as iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And now, back to the show.
0: A wall has collapsed. The alarm is ringing. What are you folks doing? Oh, well, I'm immediately looking for the Holy Grail. So you step into the decontamination chamber, which is no longer all that sterile as it's missing a wall. And you do not immediately see a Holy Grail in front of you.
2: Must be beyond this second door, and I will knock that door down too.
0: Uh, That door is made of glass and shatters. There is a hallway beyond that leads deeper into whatever this facility is.
1: After watching Sir Osmond absolutely shatter a glass door, I'm going to lightly jog by him, holding my flaming broadsword high, and say, Well, Sir Knight, I think it's time for our customary jog, and then take off down the hallway.
2: Oh, he does love this time of day, and I will draw my sword and join him in a jog.
0: It's not very long that you've been jogging before several guards step into the hallway before you. They have large automatic weapons which they raise and point in your direction.
1: Uh, Why stop a good thing? I'm just going to bowl into the first one. Uh, I'm not sure what role you're trying to make here.
0: You're trying to kick some ass? You're trying to just get past it? I'm like, well, what, what are we doing here? What's, what's my
1: motivation? I, my goal is to essentially charge the nearest gunman and tackle them without losing my footing if possible so that I can continue to rotten. Gotcha. Roll to act under pressure. And that is a 6 and a 5, 4, and 11. Uh, Wait. Act under pressure. I get to add my cool of 1. So it's a 12. That's a 12. It's a pretty good number. It is.
0: You collide with him and his gun flies out of his hands as he hits the ground like a sack of wet rhubarb. His friend raises his rifle towards you. And that is when I
2: arrive to barrel through the rest of them.
0: You, too, get to roll to act under pressure.
2: See, that is a six and a three, which make a nine, plus my cool of one for ten.
0: With a ten, there is a literal bowling sound as you collide with him. And you send this poor, unfortunate fellow flying. Speaking of flying, you're pretty sure Og's got a decent handle on... on the jet ski. I mean, he can't quite keep up with you, but everything's going fine. Or at least it was. Until you see him and the jet ski
3: flying past you. Hey, man, I don't think you're ready for that kind of advanced trick yet. And...
0: And there's a big splashdown.
3: I turn to look.
0: Rising from the deeps is an enormous multi-armed creature. It kind of looks like a squid, except it's much angrier, and it's got spiky bits everywhere, and giant angry tentacles, and there's probably more than ten. And it's the size of a small building.
3: I would like to get
0: Og. That needs a little bit more clarification. You gotta...
3: Okay, I am going to take the jet ski and continue in the direction Og flew into. Hopefully, that is away from the monster which flung him. And get him to either get on his jet ski or get on the back of my jet ski, depending upon, you know, the condition of his. If it's in shambles, duh. Um, and then, uh, you know... GTFO, man, because daddy don't like fighting krakens.
0: You zoom forward as Aug resurfaces. He spits out a large chunk of something. Taste bad.
3: Oh, yeah, man, I'd, be, I'd imagine so. Hey, You want to hop on? Can you swim?
0: He kind of looks at you and looks at the water. Looks back at you. Y- yes?
3: Okay. Then uh, I point away from the beast. And when he starts moving, I follow.
0: So Og begin swimming. You are on your jet ski. And this thing is coming for you. As it's approaching, it kind of rises out of the water. And what you thought was this beast is more like the head of this strange humanoid creature with four taloned arms that is lurching after you in the water. Stands nearly a hundred feet tall.
3: So, like, I don't want to fight Cthulhu, bro. Well,
0: it's definitely not Cthulhu. It has too many arms and not enough wings.
3: Oh, good, good. You had me going for a moment. So, like then this guy's no problem. And I turn around on my jet ski. And I whip out my cool flail sword thingy. And then I say, just kidding, and keep going. Towards Atuin. Because, like, you know, that's what I should do.
0: And with that, you begin fleeing to the distance. Dee 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 (laughs) dee. You're deep within the bowels of this this structure. You have been here maybe twenty minutes searching for any sort of connection to the grail. When you come upon a door that says Top Secret, do not enter. Restricted. Authorized employees only. This means you go home.
2: Osmond, I think this might be the way. I don't know. It does say rather clearly that we are not supposed to be in there.
1: Well, there's only one way to find out. Then I gesture at the door as if he should knock it down.
3: Oh,
2: yes, I understand. And down goes the door.
1: And you
0: smash into this door as well. There is a great crashing sound and a second alarm, more annoying than the first, begins. Intruder alert. CONTAMINATION WARNING. SAFETY PROTOCOLS HAVE
2: BEEN BREACHED. DID YOU HEAR THAT? THERE'S ANOTHER INTRUDER ON THE PROPERTY. WE MUST BE SWIFT. THEY MIGHT BE AFTER THE HOLY GRAIL AS WELL. YES, OF COURSE. AFTER YOU. AND I LEAD THE SEARCH.
0: AND YOU DASH THROUGH THE NOW GRATUITOUS HOLE IN THE WALL, WHERE THERE ONCE WAS A DOOR. AND BEFORE LONG YOU COME INTO A LABORATORY. You step in and realize it is the laboratory from the outro of episode 3. There are many tanks filled with various specimens of sea life in various degrees of transformation between their natural forms and a vaguely humanoid shape. There are several surgical tables and many, many cybernetic augments.
2: All of these poor creatures. This must have been where the fiendish Maxwell Silver took it upon himself to control these poor
0: unfortunate creatures. There is, in fact, a portrait of Maxwell Silver um, hanging over one wall of the room. It takes up probably two-thirds of the wall, and has Employee of the Month plastered across the top.
2: Even his picture is here!
1: Yes, clearly this was his, uh, his workspace. Is anything in the tanks appear to be moving? They do not. I can't tell if these are dormant or failed experiments or exactly what's happening, but this all seems so cruel. I think we should set these creatures free. Thoughts?
0: I think that's a bad idea.
2: Yes, when we did first meet Org, he was rather aggressive, and that be—wait a minute, who said that? As you turn, stepping
0: out of a tank similar to the ones you've been looking at, is a naked, goo-covered Max Silver.
3: Hopefully my jet ski is fast enough.
0: Your jet ski has run out of fuel.
3: (laughs) Well, I didn't learn how to surf because I couldn't swim.
0: Yes, you are are traveling as fast as you can, and this giant creature is following you. Uh, It, of course, is now having trouble walking as the water here is so deep so it is swimming after you and truth be told it's truth be told you've seen stronger swimmers
3: well I'm going to let that bolster me and continue to swim hopefully towards our twin give me a act under pressure roll okie dokie well a one out of five is a six and my act under pressure is cool for a one Making it a seven.
0: A seven sounds good. You are barely staying just out of its reach. But as you approach the island, you realize that you are entering the area that the skinwalkers have been patrolling. If you continue in this direction, you may encounter them. But if you stop and turn, the creature may have a chance to catch up.
3: Well, hopefully, in this dire of situations, the enemy of my enemy will be my friend. And I'm going to continue on towards Atuin. And if the Skinwalkers show up, and they want to hurt me, and this dude wants to hurt me, Maybe I can trick one of them into hurting the other one.
0: You head directly towards Atuin. And then something strange happens. Nothing. You're treading through the area where these skinwalkers were patrolling so viciously that they were on you in moments every time you tried to leave the island. But now, now there's nothing. There's nothing attacking you. There's nothing here. They must be somewhere else. Now, I knew you folks were going to be the death of me, so
1: I decided Good, you to- won't be surprised, then. I grab off of the table of the implements and the parts the nearest hammer I can find and bring it down on his head. Okay, roll to kick some ass.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, don't even roll to kick some ass. You just smack him with a hammer. He is not in any position to fight back. He collapses to the ground, uh, bleeding, and he starts swearing at you.
2: And it was just so poetic with your previous life's death. It Everything just wrapped up together with a nice little bow. I don't understand why you had to come back and muck all of that up. I was quite proud of Og in that moment.
1: Oh, oh. I know why. It's because I get to kick him in the crotch again, and then I kick him in the crotch again.
2: Ah,
0: ah, oh, oh, oh! Those are those are brand new. Ah, oh. where's oh, it hurts worse
1: the Grail?
0: I would like you to roll to manipulate someone.
1: Let's see, a five and a two is a seven. Plus my tough of three from my fervor is a ten. Oh, oh, please, just, oh, oh,
0: just, oh, oh, it's, it's upstairs in the bottling plant. That's, that's how they make the soda.
1: All right. What will get us through this facility at an advanced pace? Well, what do you mean through this facility? I want to be able to go through doors without having to have the knight knock them down
0: there's nothing else down here god ah my head oh you're
1: you're a bunch of dicks you know that oh oh that reminds me and then i kick him in the crotch again
0: Ah! Ah! second time's not so not as bad oh
1: can we get into the bottling facility from here
0: no you, you just you gotta go back out and up the stairs that's what they're there for god All right. At this point, Trevor Ebbs walks into the room.
3: Hey, guys. How's it going? Ah,
2: young Trevor, you've made it up the side of the cliff. Ah, That's rather well done of you. Would you believe that this foolish man seems to have cheated death
3: in front of our very eyes? Wow. That looks like a nasty wound. Does he need help?
1: No. No.
3: Well, okay.
1: Anyways, we need to get inside the facility, Ebbs.
3: Oh. Did you find the
2: grail? Not yet. We do know where it is, however, thanks to this miserable ingrate returning at an opportune moment. Okay. So, like, where is it? Why, we're on our way there now. Perhaps I shall bring a guest with me. And I grab by the arm the naked double of Max Silver and begin to hoist him up and drag him uh, before turning and saying, Oh, and perhaps we should make sure that he does not rise again. Yes, I'm sure that this large device had something to do with that. Uh, Father O'Malley, you have a hammer in your hand. I'm sure you know what to do. Come along.
1: And I will destroy this this machine with Maxwell Zilver's hammer. This was all a setup for that pun, wasn't it? Some things only the Lord may know.
3: It's like, swimming gets hard after a while.
0: Well, it's a good thing you're almost at that to him.
3: Oh, thank goodness. You left me thinking that there was nothing here and, like, the island had moved and I was like, hmm. I'm just going to swim into the middle of the ocean.
0: No, 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 no. You're just not like, there's no monsters here. The, the the creatures you were expecting to swim up and eat you aren't swimming up and eating you.
3: Well, cool, man. That's like 30% of my equation. Totally gone. Which means I only have like two 30s left.
0: Well, I thought you mostly worked in 40s.
3: Um, no, that's, that's too much for me. 3.5s, sometimes 1.7s. You know, it's my style. But anyway, you know, there's Atuin! So close.
0: And the creature gets to the bubble and passes right through.
3: Huh Now when you say passes right through
0: You know there's that magical bubble around Atwin that stops monsters from getting in?
3: I mean like, you know, does he like kind of bangle Django off of it? Does it like warble a little bit? No, no, just like it wasn't there. Oh, cool, man. So, like, I, uh, swim with more haste.
0: You are able to get to the island before this monster catches you.
3: Goodness. Dry land.
0: And this large, bizarre being stops maybe ten yards from shore. And it lets out an enormous call. And a bird call that you recognize as coming from the Alicanto response.